like summertime You took this heart of mine You'll be my valentine in the summer In the summer again everyone and welcome to episode 28 of three point podcast three guys three generations three different takes i'm the old guy ted fatella sportsnet michigan and z92.5 joining us in the studio tonight is our gen xer matt burns of espn welcome matt yeah thanks guys for having me no problem and our millennial viewpoints will be coming from jared fatella of wjsz fat stack sports and fox 17 of grand rapids boy there's a lot of titles there jared i was gonna say still, still not official gotta <laughs> keep putting that out you haven't signed that contract yet no. Send in the paperwork uh still waiting for the confirmation it will happen we want to thank our sponsors tonight that include rivals tap house and grill our spot we're going after we record this the corona connection and our podcast recording home z92.5 the castle we'll also be checking in a little later on with our oldest athletic supporter jack strap and tonight guys we're gonna we're gonna recap our holiday break Talk about Corona's new Athletics Hall of Fame, and we'll also continue the three-point pod, free press, GOAT tournament bracket. Talk about anything else we want to tee up. What did Strap last time said something about a urination contest or something like that? Yeah. You think we'll get an update? I guess Jake's really really strong in that competition, (laughs) and we might be hearing some about that tonight, huh? That's the first I've heard of it, (laughs) and wow, I... How does that? That's a great Fourth of July tradition. How does that even like start? Does someone just say like, "Watch how far I can pee"? Uh, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) haven't we all done that, especially in the winter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's admit it. Spell spell your name in the snow, type of thing. (laughs) Well, I know Jack uh, gave us a little clue what he wants to talk about tonight, and that's one of the topics. But uh, how about the Fourth of July holiday? Do you have a good one, Matt? I did. Uh, We there's a lake in North Carolina. It's the biggest man-made lake in North Carolina. It's called Lake Norman, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's. It's huge. It has, I think it's like 512 miles of shoreline. Wow. So it's it's a big lake. Uh, so we got an Airbnb on the water and spent spent a few days there and Sweet. had some friends out, grilled some food, uh, did some kayaking, some paddle boarding, and just hung out on the water for a few days. How does a Airbnb work? I've always wondered that. It's basically, uh, so this one in particular, the lady... Who owned the house? Yep. She lived on the top floor and rented out the bottom floor for Airbnb. So she she was there most of the time, hanging out. She was really cool. She just retired, so she was all about have, having some drinks and stuff like that. But but usually people do it like if you have a vacation home mm-hmm. and you're only there, you know, oh, okay. once a month. The rest of the time, you could rent it out to people coming into town or whatever. It's a great and, investment to help yeah. pay your mortgage. You know. Yeah. And so you you do you're saying you did hang out with her? Like I mean we didn't like hang out with her, but she was yeah. there and she'd come out and talk to us and she liked seeing my daughter and we brought our dog, so And when you see you say pat you're obviously vacation, mm-hmm. I hear the words paddle boarding and uh did kayaking. You fish? Yeah, kayak 
I don't know if that's quite a vacation. That I I don't get how people do that for. I'm just. I don't get how people do that for. I'm fun. telling you, waking up on the water, Ted. You would know. You oh, live on water, yeah, crystal clear. You wake up, crystal clear water. I took that kayak out when before all the boats came out on the water. It's pretty relaxing, man. Yeah, it's much. It's much different when it's like a mirror and there's yeah. no waves or anything you're dealing with. Kayaking's fun and relaxing. I think yeah. this might be just because the one time I've gone kayaking in my <laughs> life, my brother literally flipped me over. <laughs> that would do it. Sunk the sunk the kayak. That would do clothes, it. Clothes the only clothes I had. Four hour car ride back home, soaked. Yeah, not that's not a, a that's pleasant not memory at all. So what I see, you had some pictures. You guys have a fireworks yeah, we party had a, on Lake I, I, it, it was technically a, a shower, but we call it more of a party. We have our, our annual uh, Lake Manitou fireworks on the Saturday following the 4th, and we just happened to put it together with one of my nieces. She's expecting a baby, so we had a, a technically a, a baby shower for her, but it was a family family get-together. We had a cornhole tournament. We'll talk more about that in a minute. I'm oh. sure Jared wants to get into that. You get smoked? I do. No. <laughs> Oh, all right. He kept on the family playing name. To nice. champ- from playing to champion. Oh, that's impressive. How, that's how it went. So you were like Chicago Loyola? It Sister was, Jean? Ex- yeah, except <laughs> took it all the way to the title. But what was – I told Ted this afterward. It was like Jordan flu game because, like I mentioned, I, <laughs> I ate a lot of food right before this, and I could hardly move. And it was a feast. <laughs> I mean, we had all the food in the world you could nice. want. It was, it was delicious food, a great party. My one – Concern, yeah, and this is for you. Okay, <laughs> tell me, tell me all about <laughs> As it. As the party runner, it was your home. Yeah, your masculine, your masculinity. How about that for a word? Was put into question in my eyes. Okay, and do you t- have any idea what I'm in reference to? Let me think. Were about you serving it. like Mike's Hard Lemonade or something no. like that? Uh, I didn't play cornhole. No. Okay. Uh, no. Fill you me let another man cook on your grill. Oh well, let me put it to you this way: It's my son-in-law, number one. Okay. It's no, acceptable. And I was there, and he's a professional chef. Oh. Well, come on. <laughs> I, I don't care. It's your grill. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, it's kebabs. It's, and, not, it's and, like you're and, flipping and, them a couple times. Well, not, that must be a generational be. thing right there, because I'm very comfortable in my masculinity, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I don't care who's nope. playing around in my grill. Just, and he's a chef. I, I don't know what to tell you. You can't let someone cook on your grill. That's your one spot. Okay. I feel like that's like a rite of passage, though, for a father-in-law to let your son-in-law I, I, use I, I the grill. I feel like it's the opposite. You should... Maybe that's just like the stereotype, like movies. I've never been right. in a father and like son in law relationship. Right. But you're supposed to be tougher on him. You know? Yeah. I was kind of like a dick to him, it, it, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Is this the one that just made you a grandpa? No. Oh, okay. He's, but he's the one that's married to my daughter, Jessica. And, you know, I understand what he has to go through at times. <laughs> Plus, I also had a flashback deja vu of. We were on the back area there, that same spot, when he asked me. If he, if he could have permission to get married to her. Oh. And it took two tries because we were sitting in the house, and I was putting something on the grill. And I went outside, and he said, I'll come out with you. And he came out. Well, he chickened out. <laughs> we, we went to the grill. I got it going, came back in the house. He followed me back in the house. So that like, I missed my chance. He missed his chance. <laughs> and we would go back out. And then this time he, he stepped up and, and, and asked nice. the question. Yeah. It's kind of nerve-wracking that doing that. It's got to be. You've I gone called, through yeah, it, right? I, I called my wife's dad, and I actually, like, stumbled over my words and almost said the wrong name. I was, <laughs> I was trying to say, can I have permission to ask Kelly? And I almost said, like, the wrong name. And oh, he kind of laughed. And 
He, he's a really nice guy, so he, he gave me a hard time. But no, it's 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 a little nerve wracking yeah, doing that. I'm I'm sure it is, and I did give him a hard time right away. But then, then what we, did? Yeah, how did that go? I'm very I, I just basically said, are, "Are you kidding me? No way!" But I was <laughs> obviously joking. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I I gave in real quick. Like he's a good guy for sure. And if that's the only criticism you have, of my party, I was gonna say, I'll take it. Sounds that's like an awesome good. party then. And one more. Nope. I, you didn't yeah. let me finish. <laughs> oh, there's more. He. So all weekend long, you were limping around. Oh. I've never seen a man just so decrepit <laughs> in my life. You you couldn't even play a cornhole game. And that was prior to my big and birthday. There were, we had, what, two people that were pregnant? Or no, just one person that was pregnant playing the cornhole. No, two people that were pregnant two? playing cornhole. Yeah, right. And he couldn't because... Your hip hurt? No. Now you're. Now I would have. I'm a gamer, Jared. I got to tell you that <laughs> I would have played even if I had one leg. I was. I was the organizer, keeping score of things, making sure that things oh, yeah. were running. That's the only deal. That's why you were like Roger, I, I Roger to, Goodell out there. Exactly. Yeah, sure I, I will admit I was limping around. You know, putting on a party like that. I'm not complaining about it at all. But the last two days were just torture because you know you had to get everything looking clean. Yep. It was the first time my garage has been that clean since I moved into the house. So <laughs> it, 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 it was like an army of the same color black totes. Everything like <laughs> everything just, was organized. So you just so Walmart has no totes left. No. Is what you're saying you went and bought all their totes. Uh, where did you get? Did you get a sale on those? No, no, I, I had those. You oh. just finally used them. Yeah, no, I, I, I added a few, but we can't blame it all on my clerk because uh, my wife, all her Christmas things are in those tubs. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay, those are Christmas decorations. And I got, yeah. and, and like, I feel bad, but it's just, I just found this also kind of funny. Okay. It was such a good party. First off, let me say that. Great Go party. Ahead. You had a great time. I can take it. And,. You just love to take photos for your Facebook page. <laughs> I tell you what. You got to. You throw I, a party like that, you got to show it off. I, 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 there might have been 10 different times. I took like three different pictures of me and my grandpa together. Like three different times. <laughs> when I was eating with him, when I first saw him, and when we were standing in line for like the food. I swear. It was three different occasions. You got to appreciate those photos with your grandpa. It, and you Did had, you end up posting those, by the way? I posted some on I Facebook. Some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't even all of them, Matt. Nice. Yeah, no, but he was. I have to admit, I t- I, uh, I have taken over that trait from my mother. There's no doubt about it. Your grandma, she's she's always been big on pictures, and mm-hmm. you know what? It might be a pain in the butt when they're happening, but when you look at, back at it 20 years from now, 30 years from now, that's when it's really special. How's that for an old man? Comment? Exactly. So what? I'm trying to remember what the uh, the fireworks law is in Michigan. Can you? Are they like legit? Fireworks, or oh. like you used to not be able to shoot off bottle rockets. I feel these like. are le- these are professional fireworks. I mean, okay. these. Uh, if you've ever been to Corona, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been to Corona on the Fourth of July. They stack up very, very well. I okay. think, Jared, you're you're somebody that came out to watch them. What did you think? What did you think of those fireworks? Yeah, they they were very cool. They had like some fireworks that shot out onto the, the lake, water. which I thought was cool. I, nice. I like. There them. also was like a big explosion. Like, at the, <laughs> I seriously think there might be someone might have got hurt. That was a that was a flaw was there. <laughs> so no, but they put on a really good display. I mean, we look forward to it every year. We're always there the Saturday after the fourth. Love it. Mm-hmm. Annual event. Oh, they always do it the Saturday after. Yeah, but but Jared will not be invited next year. I, oh, tell you I told right you, it's great. Just you, it just was ripping your party apart. All these, man. <laughs> Matt, okay, you see someone. Co- so let's go to your. Let's flip the script, Matt. So you're at your house. <clears throat> And you let, <laughs> would you let someone else cook on your grill? He's sure. back to the grill. Yes. Yeah. That was if the they, thing. If you'd, they let wanna, dad, you'd let your dad have access to it. Yeah. If, I think if someone dad, wants yeah, to do it. Dad, yes. But 
You're putting together a whole shindig. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you. The only thing that was on there was a shish kebab. What? A, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was the whole menu. Nice. Yeah. I, I don't. Like I don't have anything to, to prove on the grill. So I'm. I'm fine if someone wants. I to. get the being comfortable in your skin. I 100 percent agree <laughs> with that. But there's just there's a few things you can't cross. Okay. And that's like I think that's a part of the. Like I said, that's yeah. a generational thing. I can see that right now. But you, Matt, you were talking about fireworks and fire hazards. I mean, the big story here in the Corona Owasso area, obviously, was the big fire on uh, yesterday, July 11th. The Cavalier Bar burnt down. Big news. I mean, you were getting the news reports yeah. all the way where you where you live in Carolina, right? Yeah, I was. people were texting me. I think it was starting to flood Facebook pictures and videos and stuff like that. So people were starting to text me because, I mean, we went there a few times, obviously, once we were of age. Uh, we went to Cavalier Bar a few times, and it's kind of like a staple of downtown Corona, I feel like. So uh, that's, a, that's a big I, loss. Yeah. I mean, it's been there forever. I, I mean, I told you guys before we started the podcast, I had my very first legal drink 44 years ago to the day in the Cavalier Bar. Did you huh. did you uh, do anything for your birthday, by the way? Uh, uh, this year, yeah. I, I did have one of your favorite meals. I had a nice, big, fat, juicy steak on the grill. There you go. It's. Are you saying? Did that you run the grill yourself? I ran the grill myself. See, okay. I, maybe maybe we've <laughs> talked about this. I feel like this is probably my strongest opinion, probably in the entire world. You You're, can only make a steak so good. Like I would take a cheeseburger. I would probably take a McDonald's cheeseburger over over a steak, yeah. big thick steak on the grill. No way. Maybe I haven't had the right steak, but I just feel maybe like not. You can only make it. So you can only dress it up so much. Yeah. I feel like there. I've I've had steaks from people who are very serious about it and say, if you know how to grill a steak, you don't even have to season it at all. Slap that thing on the grill, cook it right. Now eat have it, you had good. one of those steaks? Yeah. Yeah, and you you were dis- so you disagree with my take that I don't necessarily disagree because I like I said before I'm not a big steak guy uh-huh. I'll, I'll eat it if someone makes it but there I've is had some good ones there is a key to making a good steak on the grill especially a big thick juicy one and the key is you got to have the right temperature mm-hmm. and you only flip it once you cook one side flip it and if it has fat on the edges which gives it a lot of flavor you you start it off on the edge of the fat. Yeah, just about to say that. Yeah. Okay, now do you do the... I feel like this isn't even much of a trick. I feel like everyone kind of knows this, uh, but you like dump beer on it. Some Sometimes, but I, another secret I like to do is I like to put a slab of butter on it, right, right okay. on the top of it when it's starting, and that butter soaks into the oh, steak. Yeah. No calories there. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is one thing we have uh, when we're back home. I think it's going to be next, not this coming Saturday, next Saturday. Uh, my wife's stepdad, he's doing a pig roast, oh. getting a whole pig and roasting that thing. And so looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be good. So I kind of view the uh, Cavalier Bar as sort of like a cult classic, mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> is how I never went there. Is that how would you? I've never seen it inside. It's kind of like folklore. It's, I don't know. It's a classic. I'll say that. I mean, yeah. if, if first of all, the bathroom <laughs> the pig's trough. Talk about a classic in the bathroom. Yeah, the pig's trough. <laughs> you had a, you have to pee or had to pee in a trough. Have you ever been in a bathroom that was a trough? Isn't that kind of what's the big house? Isn't that kind of like? Oh, kind of, that's, that's just peeing on the wall. But that's down low oh, and peeing right. on the wall. This is actually, God, I, oh, it's basically like a, a pig trough. It's a bathtub, basically. Yeah, you know, a pig's trough, right? Right. That's classic. <laughs> it's something you don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to be shy because if yeah, you're, you're in there with be. a couple guys, you're right there at the trough. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the track at uh, MIS. The same kind? Same thing. Oh, okay. I remember going as a kid and just being like, what Ugh. is this? I get to pee in the bathtub? <laughs> I, yeah, that is, I feel like that's the same. I remember Pistons game. I went with my uh, buddy's dad and like my buddy, 
and he like had to walk me to the bathroom and i just remember i like went to the urinal and like he was kind of just waiting for me and i couldn't go because you know stage fright cause you're just like i don't hear you're in sort of one of those scenarios right. so i just went back i had to go to the bathroom super bad the whole game <laughs> Stage fright. That's the perfect word. Ever since then, it's haunted me forever. You talk about a shot to your masculinity. Yeah. No, I. I'll admit it. Every ever since then, whenever I go into a bathroom, I see. So say there's two urinals. You'll go right to the booth, right? Right to the booth. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a code. There's a urinal code for guys when you walk into a bathroom. There's more than one. You don't go stand next to someone if there's no open. No. No eye contact. You look straight ahead or up. (laughs) That's for sure. Man, I just have a lot of bathroom stories. Here comes another one. <laughs> so, there, so at this place I work three days a week. There, it's like, it's like a huge building. There's probably like a thousand people that work there. Honestly, me and this one guy somehow always end up in the bathroom at the same time. And we've had that scenario where he always walks up behind me, and it's just I don't know hmm. where we're That's always weird. in the urinal together. You know what I mean? So he sees you get up and he comes behind <laughs> That's what you. It is. No, what's I, that he's tell in you? A whole Matt? other room, like across the whole. Because I've I've been curious, kind of followed him, like because literally it's like ten times I see this guy every time I'm in the bathroom. Hmm. He he just must live in that bathroom. Or Either maybe that or he's a guy who likes Jared. <laughs> anyway, that's maybe the most, have a chat. Uh, we've talked about my bathroom. Uh, urinal. There thing. we go. Maybe we could probably have a whole podcast on this. No <laughs> doubt about it. So anyway, the Cavalier Bar, hopefully they can raise some funds and get it rebuilt, or I don't know what the plans yeah, are or anything it, like that. Well, I haven't heard. It's too early to tell right yeah. now, but you know, you speak about that. Uh, one of our, our great sponsors, Rivals Tap House and Grill, they, uh, I know they posted a couple things, and you know, the, their thoughts and prayers to everybody that owns the place, and, and any way they can help out, uh, they'll do it. And, and Rivals Tap House and Grill, obviously, is a spot to meet up with everybody. We're going to meet there a little later on tonight. Great burgers, wings, all kinds of food specials. They're located right on the corner of Shiloh at M21 in Corona. Are you ready to eat anymore, Jared? Or I, that's after sort of thing. I'm on a big fast right now. Okay. Uh, got faster horses coming up. It's it's going to be a binger. You gotta I, I got to build up. I yep. got to build. If I, it's going to be four or five straight days of just probably the worst eating you've ever seen. And when, when is that? Next weekend. That is next weekend. Yes. Oh boy. Thursday. Gear up. Yeah, gear up. That's can't, what I've been hearing. Can't wait to hear about that. I'll, you said I'll you guys sure. are camping, right? Yes. So you can bring some yeah. grub, bring yeah. some decent food that you can keep there. I've been put in charge of groceries, and Ted, you know what that means. I mean, we're going Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> nutter butter for me. Little really? Debbie. I love nutter butters. Yeah. Nutter butters are good. Not a big nutter butter fan. No? Yeah, that's, my, that's probably my favorite store-bought cookie, probably. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Give me an Oreo all day. All right. That's just me. Well, we talked about Rivals. Of course, they are really the, the, the meeting spot for all Corona Cavaliers and other people around the area. But, uh, guys, you know that uh, Corona is going to be instituting uh, an athletic Hall of Fame coming up in the near future. And we thought maybe tonight we would, uh, we would talk about some worthy candidates, different teams, different players, uh, maybe some names we can throw out. I know we had some participation on Twitter and Facebook from some people. We'll read some of their comments. I know some of the comments were more recent, so let me set the stage for you for at least some of the bylaws. I've been asked to just kind of throw some ideas out, be a part of maybe some of the early organizational part of it. And uh, one of the things that they stipulated, which I thought was a good rule, and this will waive somebody like a Noah Jacobs or a Meredith Norris, you got to be out of high school for at least 10 years. So that's really the starting point. I 
I understood that point, but I I felt like my whole you know younger generation. So basically, some of the names I have, it's you know in ten years they deserve to be in. Yeah, and you can throw them out there. We can yeah. discuss them. They just wouldn't be eligible. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, I mean those two are right no brainers yeah. right right out of the get go down yeah. the road. Because right. The, all the records they I set. like that, especially to start off. You know, to get some of the old timers in. Give give these people who have just played ten years and right, and you want to make sure they don't end up in prison or something like that. Also, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, so we got so we were talking about you know how we were debating whether or not I guess maybe you heard this we were debating whether or not we should uh, disclose the information that Ted was a part of the board and he was talking about yeah I don't want to get hounded you know people will give me their <laughs> sales pitch oh yeah <laughs> like he's you know just like a like the paparazzis are going to come find him like he's lebron james or something this is a pretty so small I, town so, Jared. Uh, so yeah. i'll put this out there i am not on the board but if anyone wants to give me their pitches of why they deserve to be in the hall of fame i will happily listen and you can bring it to three point podcast and i can bring it absolutely and, and i can maybe give a little influence to the people that are on the board there, there you, you go, go. That that's that's perfectly legal. You know, I I honestly think, and it's it's not a shot at anyone or any, anything like that. I think that kind of stuff could happen. Some oh. some people lobbying for whether it's themselves or or uh, family members or something like that. You know, I mean, Boy, that'd be real that, difficult for somebody to lobby for themselves. I mean, I could see it happen. Yeah, but man, that probably wouldn't go over real. It well. It's cool. I mean, I, it, it's one of those things. Like we were all good high school athletes right. and have records for the football team right. and stuff it's i'm proud of that you know it's something it's something cool to be a really good high school athlete especially in a town like corona sure. you know but to be part of the hall of fame would be pretty cool if you're deserving you're not you know i mean like, for it, right you? no i'm saying like if you're deserving <laughs> right you know there's a right. lot of people who went through corona who were really good high school athletes but I, I to be in the hall of fame is kind of like the next level well let me start let me start it right now I, I can pretty much say. So, what, just before you get into it, is it ten per year, or how, no. how many are they doing? Well, what's kind of the, the layout? general rule of thumb that they they were talking about starting out with was maybe four to five individual athletes, and this will be every year. Okay, they'll induct four to five athletes, maybe one coach, maybe two, but they'll start out with one coach, one team, and maybe a Cavalier contributor, somebody okay. behind the scenes, maybe. Just for an example, like a Frank Corn. Oh, right, right. The, the voice the of the PA Cavaliers. voice of the Cavaliers for 50 years. Yeah. He would fall in that category. Yep. But I think if you start off with a team and you're looking at your inaugural class, and this, I mean, I'm biased, Jared's biased, but I don't think anybody really argue the 83 basketball team. Yep. I mean, they won the state championship by far. It was the most, uh, what would you say, electric, using one of Jared's words, electric moments in the town of Corona's history that people still talk about big time to this day. I mean, we can just look back at our podcast yep. that we did with the 83 team as one of our better, most popular podcasts. I mean, yeah, would I mean, you guys agree with that one first to start off with? I think anyone who especially was born and raised in Corona knows about that basketball team. Obviously, it's near and dear to you you guys, but... Yep. But uh, yeah, that's I mean that's a legendary even just mid Michigan even right. like this area that that basketball team is iconic. Yeah, and the whole the, even the the cultural thing you know the little f- small town farm boys beating a big city school you know I mean it Hoosiers just, right it was like it was very very much like Hoosiers and really legit was. basketball players like I mean they had it wasn't just a bunch of dudes who knew how to play like they had some really good basketball oh players on that team so yeah and. 
it's not a Hall of Fame, but it's just kind of the legend. I was I was talking. I was just we were chit chatting before the show, and it's the legend. I always remember my dad talking about this guy. I couldn't remember what his name was or like what the whole story was, but so it's I just call it the legend of Rob Nurse. That's his name, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So his dad was the coach at ba- what is now Baker College, but it was John Wesley College. John correct? Wesley College, yeah. And he was a very good player. His dad was the head coach of the school, and he ended up leaving. He was, he would have been a part of the 1983 team. Yep. You actually say you actually said that you don't think they would have won because they would have been the favorites. Well, I, I think the the whole chemistry thing might not have been there. You know, they ended up with their front line of uh, Richie Moffitt, Phil Zielinski, and Mike Weber, who just played fantastic. And then you you throw Nurse into the mix. I mean, maybe they're stronger, but like like I said, they would have been. They would have been highly ranked in the state in Class B at that time, where as they uh, as they made their run through the tournament, they were kind of unheralded and just kind of rolled. The way I like to remember that, I just like to picture just some, you know, he transfers in, his dad's, it's the new coach, he mm-hmm. becomes the head coach of the school, just some e- elite talent. That's how I remember I don't know if that was the case or not. Like, he's Division One in my eyes. Like, this guy was transcendent for Corona. And he happened to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was – that's how I'm stubborn. That's how I'll always remember it. I was not there at all, but that's how I'll choose to it's think of it. Probably somewhat similar to that. I don't I don't know if he played Division One, but he definitely had a very very stellar high school career, and I think he did play collegiately somewhere. But I don't, I don't know the answer to so that. So do you guys want to hear my uh, all – First, I guess first ballot would be the because yeah, this is yeah, we're talking ballot. first ballot and he, we're talking names that this is he deserves to be at the top of the list. Okay, and I think we're all thinking of him, which is what makes him at the top of the list. I can't wait to hear this one, man. Pete Pistol Pete Hornus. There you go. That's your guy, right? He's he's my guy. He's a legend. I, hear, I saw I saw recently the video of him uh, putting you guys through a workout. Put us through a great workout. He Mount McCurdy. Yeah, Mount <laughs> McCurdy went back to his house, went through a whole workout uh, with his gym. He has more stories than anyone in the world. <laughs> he was a very t- went to Bowling Green, right? Right. He was all state. Yep. Um, who was, was first? Who was the coach state. at Bowling Green? What is was? Sh- I have, I don't, don't know. know. I, I just think Schembechler coached at Bowling. Yeah, Green, right? but Schembechler was already at Michigan then. Okay. Yeah. yeah or or yeah, he started in or Harbaugh even didn't didn't Jack Harbaugh coach Bowling been. Green? Maybe we'd have to Google uh, that yeah. one. I feel like if it was someone, he would have he would have told me yeah. if it was someone, someone noteworthy. Not, yeah, if it was someone like Jack Harbaugh, but maybe not. But you know, he's a local celebrity around here. It's kind of like a Where's Waldo. You when he's driving, you know his car. Yeah, you always know where he is. You always know where he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's just he's the no, I, he's a a list celebrity in Corona. I remember one time. Well, I, I I'm not remembering the exact game, but it was a home game, football. My senior year, you know, you do the walk from yeah. the locker room over to the field. And he was, when we're crossing the road, he happened to be, like, standing there. And there was, like, a buzz. Like, you know, we're walking, you know, we're getting hyped up for the game and everything like that. And we're like, man, what, what's going on up there? Why are people, are, do we have that many people waiting to see us walk across the street? Pete Hornis was there, so <laughs> I was like, man, these people aren't even here to see us. They're here to see Pete Hornis. He does draw a crowd like uh, like no other at the well, football game. I will say this. you know, he was, he was a little younger than me, but he's my era, okay? And first of all, his team would be definitely in the discussion. The 1976 Cavaliers undefeated were denied a chance for a state championship. I think they definitely were the best team in Class B that year. They were edged out by Okemos by just percentage points. And like you said, Pete was uh, first team All-State. Uh, one of his blockers, uh, Kyle Jenkins, also first team All-State. But Pete, 
I can say this. I've said this many times. He was probably the best, most fun running back I've ever watched at Corona. So he, he was if fantastic. You, if you had to describe a style, I mean, I know football back then was a lot different. Was he, you know, like a Barry Sanders type guy, just like that? Or was he more like Le'Veon uh, he Bell? Wasn't, like, he wasn't quite as fast, maybe a little bit more like Le'Veon Bell. And what Pete did that was ahead of his time, at least in high school football in this area, he would hit the line, and as soon as that tackler or would-be tackler was getting ready to tackle him, he'd spin. So he'd hit and spin, and he was fantastic. I can't imagine a spin move back then. Yeah. It was probably wild. Watching the spin move. Oh, it was. And the other thing is, he had his... his, They they used to run the veer or the eye once in a while, and his fullback was uh, Greg Smith, who also was a stud. So they had a great one-two set up in the backfield. George Ackerman was the quarterback. That was a great team. It really was. Yeah, there was a George Ackerman that uh, graduated a year ahead of me. I wonder if that's family. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. without a doubt. The Ackerman—that's a big name in Corona. I, I, I've never met Ackerman, but I feel like I hear their there name was one ahead of me. I think uh, one below me. But well, yeah, I was—I was going to throw a name out. Yeah, uh, a baseball player. I did, he he came to Corona after me, but um, I was talking earlier about. I, I keep in touch. I we have a a group chat. Me and some buddies. Uh, Adam Scott, Andy Oginski, and mm-hmm. and those those two guys were were awesome athletes in their own right. But they they've told a ton of stories to me about uh, Brandon Eckerly. Oh yeah, and I know you guys probably know about him. I, I didn't see him play because that was after I graduated, but. But he went on to MS, MSU. Yeah, he's got a lot of records over there. He's yeah, the all-time think, hits leader, right. and uh, he went to play for Lakeland Tigers for a little bit. So, so here, here's some stories from those guys, Adam and Andy. It sounds like he was an incredible baseball player. Yeah, it would have been fun to watch. So, I, I think he's got to be he was on my considered anyway. I would, uh, I would have loved to watch him. So, my dad got a text that he was throwing a no hitter. Yeah. And he said he grabbed my brothers and said, let's go watch it. Like, he's going to throw a no-hitter. And I remember like, I wanted to go so bad. He, he said I couldn't go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, can you imagine doing that to your son? I still – you. Well, you're probably in diapers. Do you think it would have – no. This was like, what, 2007? I was nine years old. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is, that is a little odd. It still odd. haunts me to this day. Uh, did he throw the no-hitter? Yeah, he threw. He had like yep. two or three. Yeah, he had a couple. School, yeah, I, I, and Adam told me a story. So when they were playing uh, – their senior year, Adam and Andy's, they went to the quarterfinals in baseball, and uh, they, they ended up losing. But So Brandon was a sophomore on that team, and Adam told me that they went to the Diamond Classic, and as a sophomore, he weighed like 140 pounds, was clocked at like 88 miles an hour. Wow. As a sophomore, that's pretty impressive. Was so. that the same group uh, with uh, Jason Zego and Mike Jackson? Or no, that was, was a different or, group. That was 96. Okay. Gary Zego and Mike Jackson. My brother was actually on I that team. I lose track. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was 96. This team was like oh, oh 05, 06, 07, 06, 07 yeah. uh, when Brandon played. Okay. So. You have a brother? Yep. Yeah, older, <laughs> older brother. I've that this whole time. Yep. Yeah, wow, he graduated 96. Day. Earl. Oh. Hi, Earl. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he played, and actually, there's some guys on that baseball team that he played with uh, that should should probably be considered for the Hall of Fame too. Really, Gary Zego is one of them. I oh, think. Oh, right. Uh, he went on to play at Michigan State. Mike Jackson. Was it Michigan State or Eastern? Mike Jackson, Mike Jackson went to Eastern ah, Michigan. Right. Yeah. Gary Zego went to Michigan State. That was a heck of a team, actually. That was back in the days when I would do a little play-by-play of baseball, and we did, oh, yeah. did some Corona games back then in the playoffs. We they were good. Yeah, just one quick Gary Zego story. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I because my brother was on that team, so I went to, like, every game. They, that team, they, those guys were, like, legends to me because I was, a, you know, a little kid. So I, I, I thought I was, like, watching Major League Baseball players, basically. They but were good. I remember that. So where the baseball field is here in Corona, 
Gary's Eagle, I remember watching it. He hit so many home runs that year. I don't remember the exact number, but he hit a bomb to left field. There's that. So if you know where left field is on the mm-hmm. baseball field, there's a house there's right King across Street, the street. And it used to be Adam's house. Yep, I know yeah, exactly. He hit one on that roof. Oh! And that, yeah, you got to be in if you do that. That was a moonshot. That's a Ruthian <laughs> shot. Yeah. Titanic. That, that's like a legend. So I, I think he, he's probably one that should be considered. And Mike yeah. Jackson, he, yeah. I know he was a really good football player. He played on those mid-'90s yes, football teams that were legendary. So I think he, he should be one that, that might be up there. We Maybe do, not first ballot. but We do have a listener that tweeted his uh, handle is at option quarterback. He said the 1981 and 92 football teams, the first two to make the playoffs, one of which uh, had five fourth-quarter comebacks. And I remember broadcasting this game vividly they were down 28 to nothing to St. John's the lights went out at Nicanese Field and when they took about a half hour to 45 minutes to get the lights fixed up when the lights came back on Corona rattled off 30 35 straight points and won 35 to 28 what year was that again uh that was 92. 92? That's a great story but I mean you put a team that makes it to the playoffs into the Hall of Fame I mean that's pretty bush league we're that's not a good look. Well, that was was that the first team that made the playoffs for the, Corona? Well, the eighty one team. 81. Yeah, in fact, okay. your dad was on that team. I'm just reading what a what a listener. I, I know what I, one I, of our I, listeners I, said. Just because a listener, I can't disagree with what he said. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you, you can. Put, I mean, do we? I think we all can. You put a team that just makes the play. I mean, yeah, they had a great game against Portland. Great story. I love the story. I didn't know that. But we, you can't be in the you make you make the playoffs and you earn a spot. That's, I mean, <laughs> well, he's, he didn't give all the background. And by the way, that's another thing that the committee is obviously going to want to see, especially if you go back to the old timers, like in the fifties, even the forties. You got to have a little bit of documentation somewhere, right? right? You know, uh, you can give a testimonial that hey, my grandpa or my uncle should be in, but you got to have a little background because we can't we can't just look up everything. Okay. You got somebody, somebody An old Argus Press article or exactly. something Exactly, like right. No, I think uh, there, there are some football teams that, that should, if we're, if we're talking teams, uh, that should be considered. But, right, I I think those a couple of those mid-'90s teams, maybe the 94 team. What year, what fall was your team? Uh, 2002 okay. was ours. Uh, we went 10-1. and one. We were 10-0, and, oh, and then we lost in the second round. We didn't win the district. Did you lose like, to the Sailors? We lost to the Sailors, who ended up going on to, to win the state championship. Yeah, you guys had a heck How of a team. How much do you hate those guys? Hate them, because they beat us in basketball, too. <laughs> so, was the ultimate, like, thwarted by side. <laughs> that was not cool. And I ended up uh, over at Grand Valley, just a quick story, um, ended up kind of becoming friends with a few guys who played on the football and basketball team. Mm-hmm. And, like, we bumped into each other when I had, like, Corona stuff on. They had... Grand Rapids, South Christian stuff on. I was like, uh, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, there, there's some teams. I mean, your team, Jared, should probably be in consideration at, at some point. Um, my team, the 2002 team, but yeah. I, I know that the 94 team uh, is, is one of the teams that people always talk about. Probably the best Corona football team. They were very good. I'm, I've, and obviously, we've been celebrating this last year. Uh, the 47 football team that my dad was on. That they were they were. Class E state champions. They called it mythical state champions back then, but undefeated, just rolled everybody, beat Duran 74 to nothing. That would be one of the ones I would I would put on the team list. Uh, you know, some of the things we don't really know about, maybe some of the other sports, let's just say like swimming and, and cross country. I know we had somebody on Twitter nominated a couple of the cross country teams. Here's another one. Uh, this is at, looks like OOTM underscore CHS. OM. I guess that stands for Odyssey of the Mind because they dominate the 2003-2004 Odyssey of the Mind teams. They won back-to-back world championships. That, actually, I do agree with I agree with that take. Odyssey, 
Odyssey of the mind. Now, does that fall in athletics? Does that fall under athletics? Yeah, that would be the one thing. Does it fall under athletics? I remember when you would come into Corona, when the the city limit sign or whatever, mm-hmm. there was always that sign underneath it. 2002, 2003, yeah. Odyssey of the mind, world champs. And I was always like, that like I don't even know what that means, but just that it says world champs, that that's, gotta, that stands I, for something. That's impressive. <laughs> that's what makes you say they're in. That is that's where that's the question. Is it or is not more like drama? school? It's not Corona School Hall. Right. As it's a, it's a club. on the board, if keep them out of the Hall of Fame. See, 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 you're gonna have people coming with pitchforks too. This guy, this guy on Twitter. Yeah, that was a vote from Twitter here. Uh speaking of uh sports that maybe you know, maybe we don't maybe know uh, a lot about. Um, I had some friends who were huge into wrestling, so right. I I know a lot about eh, a decent amount about wrestling b- before uh, before I left Corona. Um, I was good friends with Kyle Robertson, whose dad Dave was the head coach for a long time. So if we're talking coaches, I think Dave Robertson probably should be up there for consideration. He's yeah, for sure. He's got. I I just texted Kyle to get confirmation. He's got. Uh, let me double check. I think it was six thirty six. 636 wins, yeah. uh, which is up there in, in state in the state records. Oh, he's for definitely on my coach, list so. for sure. So he's up there, and he I mean he coached a, a bunch of guys who ended up winning individual states. Well, when so. you talk, what, that's what I don't get. That's what I don't like about wrestling. I feel like it's gonna get flooded with wrestlers. Everyone's like, it seems like every wrestler's won a state title because there's so many like different chances and opportunities. You basically set from your freshman year up until your senior year because you start off in like a really small weight class and just move up like as the years. You have like four shots at it if you're even somewhat decent. Wrestler, this yeah. is a very controversial take. Boy, I, I don't, don't buy that at all. Wrestling. Wrestling. Controversial take. I was going to say it is not. a controversial take. Try to cop on the mats with one of those boys. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, get, I, I, was, I was good. Middle school, four and four record. <laughs> four and four. That's pretty good. Five hundred. That's pretty good. But do you do you guys at least get like what I'm saying? It's kind of, I mean, there's like 300 state champions we have. I, I don't. I don't, I mean, also, I don't get what you're saying at all. The really? one thing about it too is you're if you're if you're a freshman and you're qualifying for state, then you're you're a stud. Not not very many guys wrestle varsity and qualify for state all four years. So that's one thing. So that's where it's like the 103 pounders. There's like ten of them in the entire state. And yeah, the are, but we're actually like, in high school. High school uh, back in the day, it, guys were smaller. I feel like so there were more. I remember guys were, went in high school smaller. I remember like the heavyweights wrestling, and they only weighed like 180 pounds, maybe <laughs> 210. Going up against some guys that were like 240, 250. So. Yeah, but we're not talking just guys that qualify for state. We're talking state yeah, champions. State I mean, champs. you're going to have to be a state I champion know, to I, be in the Hall of Fame. Don't I remember, I remember I mean, when I was. a must. I don't know the exact number, but I'm sure there's probably like 30 of them. 30 there's not. Have you ever gone in the wrestling room and seen the pictures up yes. on the wall? The color pictures yeah, are the ones the that color, won state. Yeah. There's 30 of there's, them? There's they not, have their own Hall of Fame. There's a lot that qualified for state. Right. Not, not very many that, okay. that won so state. So maybe, yeah. I, if I'm if I'm wrong, then I am wrong. But like one guy, I actually my, like, talking to Kyle. I, I he mentioned uh, some names. Jeff Pangborn was oh, one I of the best him. guys. Jason Lakier. Yeah. Kevin Edwards. Kevin Edwards was a guy. He qualified for state all four years, but he didn't win state because he wrestled in just a ridiculous uh, weight class. So so that's why. I mean, he qualified four years, but didn't didn't win state. So I mean, it, it's not that easy. When I was a freshman, uh, Nate Leslie, he was going through, and he did win state. And I just remember that was a huge deal. I mean, he was like he was a legendary wrestler. He played some other sports too, but but he did end up winning state. Uh-huh. They've had some good wrestlers, but you know we Kyle Robertson, yeah, he, he was he was one too. Hey, right. I, I I watched him wrestle a lot before and after high school. The the after high school wrestling matches were 
were pretty entertaining. But but no, uh, he he was definitely one of the all time greats. Now some of the other coaches uh, kind of go without saying Nick and Nice. You know uh, he's got to be first. He's got to right? be on there. Well, uh, here's a here's the one that should be in as a contributor, Ananese. Yeah. There's one person in the entire world who has connect who has been a part of. All these different – I think that there's probably three or four nieces that we could put up for the Hall of Fame. Actually, I wrote, you know what I wrote down here, Jared? I wrote down the niece family. That's what I'm saying. She's – there's all I know is there's one person that's been involved in every single one of their lives, and it's her. Well, you might have a point there. So what – you know, I've always heard, the I guess, the legends, the tall tales, you know, whatever you want to say about Nick and niece. Did – how great of a coach was he? I mean, like, yeah, you know, the, only the one field is named after that. him. So, you know, right. he, he was a fantastic coach. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Uh, motivator, knew the X's and O's. Uh, he knew how to put a good staff around him. I mean, when I was there, it was Dick Moffat and Matt Rumasek. They're, you know, Moffat was more like a Marine sergeant, and Rumasek was a guy that pat you on the back, and Nick was the guy that, you know, ran the show. But he was a, obviously a great coach, came over from New Lothrop. Uh, I'll tell you what, his son, Tony, I mean, what can you say about what he's done in his career? You know, Nick, if he was around, he'd be so proud because Tony really, geez, I thought he was actually going to get that Central Michigan job, but he's he's really put a stamp on every program that he's been at, and he's got Ferris State rolling. I think we all are kind of just, we would love to see him at a D1 school. I think we all kind of. I feel like that. I, that would be like the ultimate test for him. I mean, he's, like you said, he's had success everywhere he's gone. You know, and the other thing is he's done it the John Beeline way. He's never been anything but a head coach from high school all the way through college. He started, you know, when he got to the collegiate ranks, it was a junior college head coach, and then uh, just moved up from there. And you, you don't see that in in college football coaching very right. often. Usually you start as a coordinator, special teams exactly. coach or something like that, right? So, yeah, you would think Nick and Nice would probably be – First ballot potential, anyway. Absolutely, you know Dick Moffat as well. Yeah, he coached my. I, he was my JV football coach. Here's a couple for you guys. I, I don't have the person that tweeted it. I got a retweet here, but uh, Jared Aldrich and uh, Aaron Lindell. Do you remember them from ninety six, ninety seven cross country teams? They must have been state champions and state champions in track as well. Yeah, and they, I, won, I, they won states. And I know their coach or the coach around that time was it Gordy Aldrich. Gordon he also Aldridge. put up some uh, some big numbers as the coach. Yeah, that when I was going through middle school and high school so when when those guys were running Corona's cross country and track yeah. teams were some of the best in the state and i know they they won a couple still state championships way, yeah. and yeah yeah so i yeah i know they're they're still good but um despite so jason beldiga coaching them too right <laughs> <laughs> just a joke jason i know you listen <laughs> also the 2016 boys cross country team that comes from D.I. Bendis Jacobs. Nice. <laughs> nice. But they don't qualify. Not, not yet. 10 years. Not yet. So we do have some people that have, have sent their tweets in and Facebook posts. Uh, a couple of other old timers. Phil Brooks. I don't know if you know that name. No. He, uh, he left Corona, but he, he was, I think, played in the mid-50s where they rattled off three straight undefeated seasons in football. I think 54, 55, 56. Never beaten. And then he went on and coached Alma College for a lot of years. Uh, a Corona Alma guy. Alma College. Yeah. I feel like Alma College. Like Corona's like the minor league team for Alma College. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah, almost kind of gone down the, to- the they're like they used to be really good, right? Right. They're kind of like the laughing stock. Are they in the yeah. MIAA? I mean, that's kind of how the fighting Scots. I, the yeah, fighting Scots, yeah. Kinda, if you, 
it's kind of, it's kind of how my, my friends always, you know, joked about. And here's another one more guy, another old timer from the, uh, well, a couple old timers. Gordy Sayre. He played back uh, in in gra- your grandpa's era. He uh, he was a starter for the Cavaliers in '47, but he moved on and played for Biggie Munn at Michigan State. And uh, how many how many kids from Corona can say they played college football for a national championship team? He played for the Spartans when they won the national championship, and he was a starter. Nice for Biggie Munn. That's pretty big stuff. You know Mary Sarah, don't you, Jared? Yeah, yeah, like the Dumans or right? Mary Dumont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she's his brother, his I didn't sister. Even connect those dots. Yeah, that is who that is. So it? he was quite a stud, and also uh, here you'll like this nickname, Dwayne Taylor. Dwayne Tuffy Taylor. He played Tuffy. in the fifties, and he's got some records for the Cavaliers as well. Okay, you have a record. I'm a, let me th- let's throw your name out there. Yeah, my name isn't going in the Hall of Fame talk, but yeah, I got a record. You're right. You know, I'm, have you ever seen the? Uh, and again, Office, I'm just a big-time Office guy. Love the Office. But where mm-hmm. there's an episode where Dwight <laughs> makes it so, like, it looks like Jim, like, votes himself in. I think oh, I might, yeah, yeah. And, like, the whole Office turns against him. I think <laughs> yeah. I might have to pull that out on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, all of a sudden, the second year, Ted Patel yeah, gets Ted in. Ted, Ted Patel's uh, putting himself in the Hall of Fame. That hey, might man, a record, that's, some... a record that has stood that long, that's nothing to... To sneeze yeah, at, yeah. as some people say. That's I'm, impressive. Well, like you said a little earlier, you're proud of some of your accomplishments and your records. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been around it a is. long time. I, 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 and every time we talk about it, I always wonder this. They're, they threw the ball how many times a game? Not a lot. And Not you a had lot. 13 inters. 13 so in one what, year, yeah. I guess what were these quarterbacks? Uh, they threw a lot of wounded ducks. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> you were there on the receiving and, end. And what was funny, too, you know, I played free safety, and one of our – uh, another all-conference uh, cornerback, Arnold Cagle, Arnie Cagle, uh, he was the hard hitter. He'd come up the line, you know, he'd he'd read the run all the time, but uh, when he'd do that, I just laid back and, you know, I was pretty good when the ball was up in the air, you know. I watched the quarterback's eyes, you know, and just kind of on the peripheral watched the, the, the wide receiver, so it really wasn't that difficult. Yeah, you still had to do it, though. But yeah, I had pretty good hands. That, no, that helped. That's, that's impressive. So right. he, here's another name. Uh, it's Coach um, Tony Bohack, and he coached to, those mid '90s baseball mm-hmm. teams. So he was not uh, not as a coach. I vote him. I vote him in as a teacher, gym teacher, and gym teacher. Okay. So his class is way. His classes were notorious best gym for ever. for people taking naps mid weightlifting sessions. Um, I remember we were in class, and he would be on business calls for yep. farming. Oh, uh, he's a big farmer. He brought in yeah. his drone one day, put it all together when we were looking. <laughs> so, yeah, he was key in fueling uh, quite a generation of Corona Athletics. Now, you guys didn't play Bohack ball? No. We, he, Is that dodgeball? When we, what's, no. Yeah, what's Bohack ball? Bohack ball. Go in the wrestling room. So he, he was our gym teacher, too. Yeah. You go in the wrestling room when the mats are still down, <laughs> and you, you play on your knees, and, like, one end to the other, it's basically handball. So there's, you know, wall to wall, and you just run on your knees, tackle each other, spear each other, and try and throw the ball at the wall. <laughs> it was basically yeah, just like dodge. I don't even know, like dodgeball slash football in the wrestling room. It's a good combination. Yeah, Bo-hack stuff ball. like that that fuels a uh, what was Corona for a few years there, like one and eight, two and seven, yeah, two and seven, one and eight for like four or three or four straight years. One thing there was a rough stretch there. One thing I can say about <laughs> the Tony dark days, if there was a book, sorry to cut you off, but no, if there not was really. a book. If there was a book about Corona, like that's like the forgotten chapter, like that. <laughs> there's like there's like four or five it's like years. Like the dead ball era. There basically. really wasn't much going on during that time. I hate to say it. What was that? Like oh, oh, seven. Like seven, I would seven, say that's probably 30. from like. 
2006 to 2010, 2011, maybe. Are you talking football? Just kind of all sports. Yeah. Well, they've definitely rebounded from that, though, haven't yeah, they? rebounded. Yeah. yeah. Bohack ball. I like that. Yeah, we used to uh, also <laughs> – Man, he he let us do a lot in gym class. He was he was a great gym teacher though, and he was an awesome baseball coach too. But when we had free swim day on Fridays, he would basically, basically he'd probably be taking business calls. We'd be like doing backflips off the diving board. There was that there was that flag <laughs> that like rope flag thing that went across. Oh yeah, we would try and see if we could jump off the diving board over that, snap that thing. People would get clotheslined by it. Like it. It got rowdy in there. So you guys never had the experience of having the the high dive there. I did do the high oh, dive. Oh, did you do the high I was dive? Young, it was though. still there. I was young. I know they took it out. You know what we're talking they about. Used to have that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they used to have a high dive, man. That was quite a challenge, especially when you were young. Yeah, especially because it was like to the edge of the pool. <laughs> so it was like if you didn't if you didn't jump right, uh, something wasn't yeah. going to happen. <laughs> I here's a couple of um, just sort of folklore legends. So Jalen Schlachter, I think he should be in because he's probably the only Cavalier that's been in a commercial. He was in a commercial. Yeah. For uh, what? The joke was it was like a it was like a news station and something was stuck in the uh, vending machine at that <laughs> at said station, and they yelled Jalen and he came out and tackled it. I think and I candy do. Rem- fell out. I think I do and, remember that. A uh, pretty stale joke, but it was a joke. He. The candy bar, instead of giving it to the girl that requested him to knock it out of the, can- the vending machine for him, he, uh, like, stepped at her and, like, put his face in her in her face and kept the candy bar for himself. So <laughs> I think if you have your own commercial, you deserve a spot. Sweet move. And he wasn't That's a bad a football move. player either. He went and played in the MAC, right? He started for, was, yeah, it, was Ball it Ball State? State? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And here's another one. Um, MJ Miles. He, he's one that I'm sure he's very happy to hear his name come up, but <laughs> he's another person. Uh, he's kind of started a lot of his own legends. That, that I so according to, <laughs> according to him, he scored 33 points on Devin Booker in ninth grade AAU. Ah. Um, well, his, I know all the stats. I've heard his stats. So I know I can tell you his stats like the back of my hand. So <laughs> he got injured his senior year of football. His brother, Mikhail, ended up being an all-state wide receiver. Right. MJ was a running back on the team. Yes. At the time when he got injured, he had more receiving touchdowns and receiving yards than his brother. So according to that uh, scenario, he would have been all-state in football. Um, I could see where he would say that. Apparently, I've heard this as well. Matt, you and him have had a run-in at the alumni game or something like that. I guess you guys got, got into it, had a tough battle. Got into it a little bit. You know, I, I came battle. back. This is a few years ago. I uh, came back for an alumni basketball game, and I didn't want to let those young guns, you know, feel like yeah. they were they were going to run us up and down the floor. So I was kind of getting up in him defensively. Now, I wasn't in the best shape of my life, so yeah. it, it didn't last. We've all been there. It didn't last the whole game, but for those few possessions, I knocked down a couple threes in his eye too. So nice. I nice. Nice. oh, so that we might hear some clap back on that one. <laughs> but yeah, so I think he's he's worthy of obviously in ten years. I mean, you you supposedly hypothetically maybe true. Maybe I'm, I don't know where you would come up with this. He scored thirty three points on Devin Booker in ninth grade. I think that owes you. That's a good standalone fact right there, isn't it? It is. And I he mean, was a, he was a good athlete. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Any others? Any others I, we want to throw out? A lot of folklore. I think I kind of went a different route than you guys did with cultivating my list. <laughs> but uh, Miggy Incognito, Mike Hazelton. <laughs> He's another I've one. I got of those some good legends. Hazelton stories too. Start, so oh, I you mentioned the 1983 team. He 
started on that in eighth grade. This is according to my dad, who was on the team. Started on in eighth grade, had to retire from sports because he had migraines. So oh, I kind of view him as a, like a Len Bias type story. You know, who knows what could have been if he had. What could have been. What could have been. You know, maybe he was could have been even another elite player on that 83. You know, I kind of forgot about that, but he did. You're right. He had to uh, go on the DL because of some migraine issues. You got some stories you said, Matt. Yeah, probably. Stuff that should be uh, not on the podcast. Maybe <laughs> maybe at the maybe at the rivals at the staff meeting kicked, at rivals. He's been kicked out of Jade Buffet. How about that? For what? Uh, eating too many like chicken wings. They like kicked him out. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's that. You're a spot for that. That's as well. pretty impressive. Jade Buffet. That's a great. I love that. What do you guys oh, think about man. Jade Buffet? It's been a while since I've been there. Oh, so good. I've only been there a couple times. I've always liked it, it though. It's not good. So not, so not, good when I work well. not good when I work well. Not good when I work They got rid of it, but there used to be like an ice cream pail. They got rid of it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about where they had the wa- like dirty water you'd put the scooper in? <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's so like a beer That's like heard, a beer pong cup that you like wash the ball yeah, in. Yeah, I heard like people like used to spit in it all the time. Oh. So I got to call. I mean, I, once I started thinking, I just kind of got going with this list. Uh, Charlie LaCure. Okay. He uh, should be in. He basically, basically, I just did this kind of as a joke, but he started over you. Beat you, <laughs> he beat did, you out yes. of quarterback. He beat so me out of quarterback. You're right. Was, I honestly don't think he should be in, but I just kind of, that was kind of <laughs> me just throwing that in there. I remember him. He he was a baseball coach right. uh, for a few years. And when I was a freshman and sophomore, I played varsity as a sophomore, and he was the coach. But uh, one thing that he did was tubs. Like, I think it was if the team swept a doubleheader, he would go out and get make like root beer floats for the team the next day at practice. You got to respect that. You got to add some points for that for sure. That's pretty cool. And then, uh, so Chris McMillan, we used to kind of was the whole thing around chronic kids. Like used to go ding dong ditch him. (laughs) Right. And he was quick to get to his front porch. (laughs) So he definitely, he's sort of the same Tony Boag sort of thing. He definitely trained the next generation of uh, Corona athletes. Ding dong ditch. And he always, he always knew it was the Fatal kids too, didn't he? he? Yeah. He knew you were involved. I mean, when, He's, when you do the same house all the time, they kind of catch on. He let out uh, one of these quotes. So obviously, I always had success. You know, not to throw my name out there in football with my whole team. Right. But he said to my bro- like my brothers, like uh, you Fatale boys, you sure are fast, but you guys really can't win football games. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some along those lines. Until you came around. Was. Uh, no, I mean speaking of that, uh, Fatale boys and everything like that. What about we brought up the team? But what about your dad? I mean, as a, as a player and then as a coach. Yeah. Yeah, legit. Could be in the conversation for sure. I would, uh, What was it? What year was it? You went to the Breslin? 2002, 2003, we went to the Final Four. and Yeah, and starting point guard on the 83 team. Yeah. Of course, we didn't even talk about Phil Zielinski in the right. same same group. I mean, Phil yeah. Zielinski is one of the all-time yeah, great like athletes that, ever in yeah, Corona. Yeah, they're just kind of obviously in. Yeah. The And here's uh, – I got a couple more before we uh, – I don't know. It looks like it sounds like we might be wrapping it up or we keep going either or. I've but, got a few more. Yeah. Okay. Let's get him out. So, uh, where was okay? Frank Davis. So he obviously we all know his coaching career. You know, won the state title of the nineteen eighty three team. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother actually wanted to name like his. You know, they had senior projects. I remember uh, that. Then. He wanted to name the court after him. Uh, he kind of fell through on that promise. Ended up getting a little dinky plaque instead. Mm. <laughs> so unfortunate. Court should be named after him. Um, so that's just kind of a flyer out there. He should obviously be in. But I was a big proponent of that as is well. Is there a reason why the court hasn't? I mean, he would probably be the guy that it's named after. But it's, I mean, it's the football the, field's named after. Yeah, it's it's a PC thing, okay. man. It's you know, 
because they play girls basketball there. Oh, they volleyball play volleyball and there. And then, you know, it's, just okay. beca- it's too bad it becomes that way. But yeah. I've always, I always was a proponent that the gym should be the Frank G. I was I wanted to call it the Frank Davis Fieldhouse, but I That'd got overruled. Cool. It doesn't have a nice ring to yeah, it. Yeah. And then um, this is not even a th- this this isn't even possible to get in. But Saturday open gyms. Well, what happened to them? They, oh man, no longer. They don't do those anymore. No, they're that's not disappointing. Same. No, don't. Saturday not open same. gyms were no like more. the thing to do when I, when I was in high school. It's just so I guess maybe I don't know how you. It's like a stadium. I guess you could retire the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I said. It was kind of a mythical retiring. Of, Tell you what's uh, funny. You know, I could go back to my day and we we had open gym on Saturdays, and you could you could just nominate some of the legends from Saturday morning open oh, gym. Yeah. <laughs> there were always legends <laughs> oh, at open man. gym. <laughs> Absolutely, I can remember some guys in my era, Mike Treen, uh, uh, Jeff Benjamin. We had the regulars every Saturday. You know, and uh, did they do it the same way when when uh, you guys played? If you won, you, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever five you got, you stay, yeah, you stay on the court. Yep. You could stay on there the whole day. The best was when, when so, I mean, open gym was huge. When I was in high school, uh, your dad it would, would come up and play. Yeah. So that, that was always fun to actually, like, play against coach. Right. Uh, and Schemenauer, Jason Schemenauer would come up and play sometimes. So when the, when the old guys would come out and form a team, that was like, let's go. Yeah. Because <laughs> we can actually throw some elbows now if we're playing open gym. <laughs> you had to. <laughs> And and just on the same vein as basketball, Hall of Shame. I mean, oh, here we are. Got a couple teams for this. So in all of our history, I think this is probably our worst loss. Nineteen fifty-two football team lost to St. Paul uh, Catholic School twenty to zero. The only time we ever lost to them. I didn't even know St. Paul. Yeah, they had a football it, team. I was doing then. some research, saw that, so they went. You lose that game, you're you're on the wall of shame. Yeah, in, in fairness, St. Paul, the Wasso St. Paul football program for a small class D school was pretty decent back in the day. It really was. Now, okay, should Corona lose to them? Eh, probably not. But twenty to squat. Yeah, that's a tough <laughs> loss. That's a tough. That's a tough <laughs> loss. <Home. laughs> and that's here's tough. the other. And it, I mean, it's recent. I hate to say it, but you lose to Ovid Elsie after like what was like 40 straight oh, wins yeah. last year in this district. last year yeah you're wall of shame for that i'd say i know a lot of those guys but you don't want to be the team record. that yeah. ruins that streak that was how nervous i remember we were playing duran this is even embarrassing saying this <laughs> we were in a close game with duran my senior year basketball and i was just my life's over if I lose this game. Yeah, I remember we that. We luckily pulled it out. Ah, it was a raunchous crowd. Was that <laughs> was that the game that you uh, you went to the free throw line and clanked one off, and then Probably. you didn't want to go back there again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pass the ball next time you got <laughs> it. Yeah, wasn't, yeah, wasn't a uh, very good player in the uh, basketball hardwood. Uh, you were I, thought you said, I thought you said you hung him up after you. Or no, that was that was baseball. After yeah, you baseball. after you blew the yeah, championship another, game. Yeah, quit yeah. that one. Uh, yeah, a couple of a quitting moves right there. Not, <laughs> not great to have on your resume. Thank goodness for football, right? Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'll be I'll be curious to see like how how it ends up getting broken down like teams, players, coaches cuz Yeah. You know, the teams, I think the basketball team without a doubt that's that's got to be in first ballot. But then as far as football goes, you know, no state championships. Right. Um some teams that made a little bit of a run, you know, your squad Jared and then and then the 94 team, but you know, so which one do you send in? I mean, your guys, you'd have to wait 10 years still. Right. But, but yeah, I'll be curious to see how the team thing breaks down. Yeah, I think for football, I I, I think you're I, – I hate to say it, I think 2002, they're right on the borderline. I can right see on the borderline. I'm fi- I can see, 
It's just you guys just got unlucky draws. Really, yeah. what it comes down. If to. If we would have won the no, districts, that would have yeah. been a lot different. But I, where that's where but. I feel like you guys are right there on the. I could see you getting in. I could see you not getting. Did in. you have the unfe- undefeated regular season? Yeah, the last undefeated team okay. in Corona history. That's Nine. true. Okay, yeah. so, so that, yeah, you, that so has some merit right there. Sixteen years or whatever. That, like Kyle Clough from he's what I hear, he's kind of like yep. one of those folklores. Which best quarterback I've ever seen at Corona. Yeah. I, I can agree to that. I caught a lot of passes from him. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just kind of like a blind resume. See like where it goes, you know. Uh, so 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 Kyle's. Oh, on I one love side. the blind resume stuff. <laughs> the blind resume. You tell me who who deserves to be in. So one person has more career wins, more passing, more total career passing yards, more total career touchdowns. Uh, came into his team. They were two and one. Bef- they were two and seven the year before he took over. They were five and four the year after he left. Um, more total touchdowns, and so that's just kind of like blind. So you put Kyle in. Would you put the other blind resume person in okay. as well? Is this going to be you? No, <laughs> couldn't figure that one out. Could we? <laughs> great quarter, great quarterback. I just saw you know stats jumped off the screen to me. <laughs> so, I, I bet they did. <laughs> I was on the receiving end of a lot of passes from Kyle, but especially our junior year, we didn't throw a whole lot because we had some stud running backs, John Skodak being one of them. Uh, our senior year, we did throw a lot more. That's when some of the records started rolling in. But you guys, you guys threw the ball around the field a lot more than we did. And by the way, I, I have to, I have to throw. Kyle was the top quarterback I ever see seen because I'll throw you out of it because you're related to me. <laughs> yeah, you can't I can't, no, I can't I, vote for you. Why or I don't know why. I just said a blind resume. Right. I mean, yeah. No, I'm just making that. Me. I'm just making that comment in general. This person, this was his resume compared to Kyle's. You put, you guys put Kyle in. Right. So in a fair world, I would. I mean, but sometimes, sometimes numbers don't do everything. Because you look at like Russell Westbrook's numbers; his numbers are off the charts. But he's not necessarily a better player than, say, Chris Paul. I mean, it's true. But yeah, you can't go by just numbers, right? No, no, not. Uh, well, I don't know why you guys are painting <laughs> me into a corner. I just so who's not? I know it's not. Numbers. You're, 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 you're reading up. You're reading off the numbers. That's all I'm arguing. Reveal it. Reveal it. Who's the blind resident? Or is it Sawyer? Can't reveal the blind resume. Well, I could okay. look it up. It's yeah, easy. we can look, look it up. Quick. I just saying, blind other, resume test. That person would deserve to be in. The other part oh. was Kyle. He was he was a really good baseball player too. But as, as good of a quarterback as he was, good he was he was that too. good or better as a point guard on that basketball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy. He was he was one of the best leaders that I've ever seen. And, and he could shoot. He could dribble. He could he could defend. I mean, as good of a quarterback as as Ted, you're talking about. He was. He was that good or better on the basketball court, right. so I, I think he should definitely. He only played at Corona for two years, uh, so I, I don't know if that'll come into play. But those two years, he he made the best out of those two years. We're uh, we're just throwing names out. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, I you know, and I just know people are going to give me after this is done. But so even I, you, you're on the board, so I can't imagine what this might be like for. I'm you not going to be after right. tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but even my brother was giving me a pitch. So yeah, wanted, so I'll. Give him due diligence. The listeners, you know, the people that vote, the people right. on the board who maybe happen to listen to us. So, Coach Chris Curtis said he was the best cornerback in the history of Corona football. Um, he was two-time All-Conference at corner. Just, I'm just putting his accolades out there. He, mm-hmm. he gave me his pitch, so I felt the least I could do was give me his pitch regurgitate. Give put his pitch out there regurgitated in my, in my own words, I guess. Sure. So right, very solid, very solid player. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I just got a list of million names. You here. got something here for Josh too. I got. Uh, I mean, we brought up. I, I threw out uh, John Skodak. He yeah, he I've was heard a, a lot about him. Yep, he was a great. 
I mean, he he was good in track too. But I mean, he was he was an awesome uh, football player. But he could shoot the lights out in basketball too. Yeah. He might he might be on the on the long list, I guess. But but he was a, he was an amazing athlete. But his one of his older brothers, Jimmy Skodak, Jimmy Skodak yeah. was just good a ball, phenomenal athlete. He went on played at really, Ferris, really good at Ferris, and he played in some arena football leagues too. Oh. He went to the NFL Combine too. He he performed well at the Combine, but he, he didn't get drafted. But he got uh, invited to the comp. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah, he went to the Combine. He played for a few different ar- arena league teams. But they, he was one to watch. Like I don't know if, if you were calling their games back oh, then. Yeah. But when I he was. was returning punts or kicks, they, it was almost like must-watch TV. When right. he was returning a punt or a kick, you, you had to watch Jimmy. He was fast. He was fast. He definitely was fast. Any, uh, any others? So here's another it's kind of a story, just kind of one of those folklore stories. That, maybe it's a story that gets in. So spin the bowl. Uh, he graduated a few years ago, Zach, Zachary Spinning. Oh, and yeah, they legendary. Lost to, <laughs> they lost, so they lost the game to Williamson in basketball, and they, they were walking off the court. And, <laughs> and the Williamson Hornet mascot was, like, jumping in their face, and he just bowled it over to earn the nickname Spin the Bowl. So I, that made me laugh. I think that's a great story. Some way or another, it's got to be either an honorable mention or a story that just lives on in folklore throughout the chronic And on top of that, I think story. he drained his only shot he ever took in varsity he basketball, three-pointer. Like one for one. Over. One yeah. for one. He's like that kid that uh, played for Michigan that hit that three in like the, the well, tournament no, this year. Hatch. What was that guy's name? Uh, he was like a he was the, team manager. Like a walk-on Johnny manager, Manzel, right? Him, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, there's definitely some good stories. I remember one, uh, again, when my brother was in school in the mid-'90s, uh, Adam Riley. I remember him. He played football and track and stuff like that. But talking about stories, I just remember when I would be at those baseball games with, with that team, uh, Mr. Bohack's teams, uh, Adam Riley would be coming back from the track. And I remember on multiple occasions he would be walking back with a broken hurdle because he would be running hurdles and just snap one in half. And I remember hearing stories that he broke multiple face masks in football too. So – Talking about legendary stories, hey, he, he's got some of those. He was strong, no doubt. Well, I think we got, we got some names, and I think our listeners also should just stay tuned. You know, Corona will make some announcement. They'll, they'll get some uh, publicity in the local papers, and when, when all that stuff happens, uh, we'll talk about it some more and, and maybe have some more facts on how this Hall of Fame thing is going to go together. But, uh, hey, I, thought, I think we had some good stuff yeah. tonight. You got anything well, else? Just let me just throw out some names that uh, I think should be in there. So, uh, Cooper Clapp probably. Well, it was fun watching him block. He had a lot of nominations on Twitter and Facebook, but not the 10 year rule there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mikhail Miles, as a freshman, I remember him. It was great. It was against Perry. Right. They, he put up like 30 points in a district final as a freshman. I, so I saw like that was impressive. Seen. Uh, the Mort brother, you wonder why the blind resume guy maybe had all those stats. Yeah. <laughs> people like the Morts and. Ethan Quinn, he didn't quite, Ethan didn't quite have the stats in Moore's head, but I, I would say he's as good as they were. These are some of my guys, I guess. And then 2017, <laughs> the whole offensive line. <laughs> my offensive line. Sounds like, I sounds like a quarterback over there. He's patronizing all of his boys. <laughs> he wants listeners. The, tw- the 2017 offensive line, they were. Did you buy him Rolexes? Yeah. <laughs> Bought him a few pizza parties. I bet you got, yeah, you did. Uh, they, yeah. Your dad The whole did. entire offensive yeah. line, Brandon Blair. Uh, Cooper Clapp, Max Nations, Jake Steineker, and Johnny Pafka slash Lou Cortez. I think the whole line, uh, if there's if it, there's a team session, the offensive line should be able to be in on it. I, I will say this. You had a heck of a line. There is no doubt about it. One of the best lines, I think, in Corona history. Huge. And like, I, I remember coming, well, coming yeah. back to watch you guys' district game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'd seen pictures or read some stuff. But just, like, what, looking out on the field – 
That was a big uh, high school yeah. offensive line. Yeah, my job Our offensive pretty, line and probably they were doing. Yeah, we had got. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They're not. There's kind of like the stereotype. Like linemen are kind of idiots. They right. they were not that. Right. They were very smart and just kind of like these are just kind of. I honestly feel like a lot of these are just like honorable mentions in my book. But like Dave Dumont was. He was a lot of fun to watch play. Another good ball player. I mean, you had you had some good athletes in that whole whole group Again, without a doubt. Not sure if they belong in, but right. just. I'll throw their name out there. It'll make their day. There they are. <laughs> yeah, the name's out there. Nothing wrong with that. Dan Hess was a guy that yep, I played I ball with. Him, that you know, he he ended up mostly focusing on basketball as he knew he was going to go play. He played at Western, right? He played at Western for a while. But I just remember highlight maybe the highlight of my basketball career as far as individual stats. We we played uh, Flint Beecher, right? And uh, Maurice Gray, who ended up going on to play at Michigan State, was on Flint Beecher. So that, that was a big deal. Them coming to Corona and play. And I threw, I was driving the lane, he was coming at me, and I just kind of like dished it off to Dan Hess because I was more like, get the ball out of my hands, and Hess threw it down. Slammed it. It was, it was pretty awesome. So that's like an assist to Dan Hess is like the highlight of my nice, basketball nice. career. <laughs> All right. Well, More I think I can say I think we've done enough <laughs> Hall of Fame talk tonight. But uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Corona High School athletics. Well, we'll talk about the Corona Connection. That's a direct mail paper sent to all of Corona Vernon and Shiawassee County parts of Lennon. You can pick up pick up a copy of the latest edition at many Corona businesses and Kroger. Like them on Facebook, and you can also view the entire Corona Connection paper online every month, both on Facebook and at CoronaConnection.com. Well, next up, let's see what's going on again with our pod's oldest athletic supporter, Jack Strap. Matt, Fred, Harry, how you doing tonight? Uh, hey, listen, guys, I know uh, Jake mentioned to me uh, the other day that he saw something on Facebook about uh, your birthday, Fred. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It just celebrated the birthday. Well, I know, uh, you know, you're not a woman, so you're probably not afraid to tell me your age. How old are you? Well, let's just say I can collect checks from the government now. How's that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So it must have been, uh, you must have been celebrating your birthday there at the Cavalier Bar, and, uh, <laughs> you know, those candles got a little out of control. What do you think? Well, something got out of control over there, of course. The Cavalier Bar burnt down. In fact, uh, Jack, I had my very first legal drink there. Unbelievable! I, I never had the pleasure of going in there, but I uh, I do know it's quite a landmark uh, in a small town like Corona. Like losing an old family member, don't you think? Yeah, kind of. And a you know second major big fire in Corona as well. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of flames, guys, uh, the last time we talked, uh, we talked about our uh, 4th of July annual urinating contest, <laughs> which I'm sure really riveted uh, listeners there. But, uh, you know, it wouldn't be right if I didn't tell you the result. Yeah, lay it on us. Well, Jake won again. Uh, he urinated a powerful stream <laughs> that seemed like two minutes, extinguishing a small fire pit in just over 70 seconds. And for us, it turned out to be one of the most patriotic things that I've ever seen. Can you imagine why? Uh, I have no clue. No. Well, I'm going to tell you. Hey. It was a sight to behold because on our nation's birthday, Jake consumed about 16 bottles of my Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> along with two watermelons, and then he clumsily climbed his way up onto our roof and urinated a spectacular patriotic shower of red, white, and blue. It must have been a watermelon juice, guys, but I had tears in my eyes. It was it was quite something to see there on, on that 4th of July, and uh, perhaps it was 
was the fumes. Maybe that's why I was crying. But anyway, guys, uh, maybe you could join us next year. What do you think? Uh, I won't join the contest, but I might watch the uh, waterworks. I don't even know if I want to watch the contest. <laughs> yeah, I really don't blame you. But you know what, guys? In Chi-Town, there's not a whole lot to do. And uh, But, you know, I never get bored. I will find something. But, uh, hey, speaking of contest, uh, you guys are familiar with uh, competitive hot dog eater Joey Chestnut out of California, right? Yeah. Yeah, big fan. Like a household name. Well, over the 4th of July, uh, he ate, I think, uh, 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That man's a beast. I did a little bit of research. Uh, are you guys aware of the fact he's in other contests as well? Yeah, he's a professional eater, right? I mean, can you believe this? He's He won first place in a deep-fried asparagus contest, consuming 6.3 pounds of asparagus in 11 minutes, and first place in a grilled cheese contest, chowing down 32.5 grilled cheese sandwiches in 10 minutes at the Arizona State Fair, and then he also won the Wing Bowl in Philadelphia, eating 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes. And I guess one of the events, before the event, he proposed to his wife. I can't imagine she wanted a French kiss him after that, but, uh, you know, it's a little disgusting. But he is the, the Michael Jordan of food consumption. You guys like Jared probably eats like that, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I d- yeah. I just had a uh, run-in this weekend at the baby shower. Let's just say my stomach was a bit clogged up. Had to use <laughs> medication to unclear it. <laughs> Too much cheese? Right, it was. Too young for that, young man. Just wait till you get to be our age. A couple plates of dessert is what uh, did it, I think. Yeah. Well, just uh, just to finish up on uh, on the uh, Joey Chestnut, I guess there was some controversy because he was originally credited with only eating 64 hot dogs, and I guess one of the officials saw a couple empty plates there that were not counted, and the suggestion from one of the officials, this is a funny comment, guys, he says, I think we ought to, uh, you know, use technology to better define how many hot dogs he's eating. Uh, do you, are you kidding me? You need technology? for a hot dog contest it's hard enough to watch it live let alone see an instant replay but uh, you know I'm not the smartest guy in the room but how about okay there's a hundred hot dogs in front of him and let's see there's 22 left uh, that means he ate 78 guys get the technology out it's crazy <laughs> yeah, that's basic math <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly well anyway uh, also, guys, I just wanted to briefly talk about Detroit Lions tight end Brandon Pettigrew, who is charged with two counts of aggravated assault and public drunkenness for allegedly punching a police officer three times in the chest. Did you guys read about that? I did. Yeah, I saw that. My goodness, it's like, uh, you know, I wish he would have played that aggressive with the Lions. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that he was really not cooperating until they threatened him with a taser. Don't tase me, bro. And then, uh, you know, outside of a gun or a German shepherd, there's nothing that would intimidate a sober and sober up a drunk ass more than a threat of a taser. Anyone ever been tased before? I've never been tased. How about you, Jared? No. That, you might if, I, if I would have had to guess who has been tased in this group, I would I would have guessed you. <laughs> Probably a wise move, but no, they didn't have tasers back then. No. Well, maybe for a charity, guys, I can come in and we can tase Jake. I think he'd be willing to do that. Let's, let's tase him after he eats a bunch of that asparagus you were talking about, too. Oh, I don't want to smell that. <laughs> Yes, or just after he urinates on the 4th of July, we'll get him. <laughs> exactly. 
Yes, and uh, my last comments, guys, I just wanted to say the Lakers are back. I mean, how can they be beat with LeBron and Magic passing to him with no <laughs> passes? Uh, it's going to bring the Lakers back to championship form, I'm sure. And uh, in World Cup soccer, Croatia will be celebrating Sunday. And, uh, and I'm also looking forward to the All-Star game coming up, guys. But, uh, but that's about it. That's all I have on my plate tonight. What, what makes you think Croatia? Uh, you you got to love Eastern Europe. You know, they've been through some hard times, and I think those kids are tough. And besides, it's better than seeing Brazil there. They're there all the time. And that's about all I know about World Cup soccer anyway. But, you know, even though I've made fun of soccer with you guys, I do like championship events. I don't care if it's a championship Little League game or I told you how much I like watching women's college basketball. I guarantee I will watch the championship of the World Cup. Yeah, you know, these later rounds actually have been pretty good. And, uh, you know, when you when you got countries playing for their, their country pride, I mean, it does bring a lot to the table. And I, got, I must admit, watching some of this world-class soccer or football, as they like it to be called, it's pretty entertaining, really. I haven't watched a second of it, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I can't. I feel like people don't watch it because they like it. They watch it because it, they, like, think it makes them, they're, like, some intellectual or something. They're, like, yeah. a hipster. Mm. That. Like, I just can't stand that. They think they're, like, people think they're smarter than you just because they watch, like, soccer. It's like you're not reinventing the wheel here. I think right. there is definitely some of that involved. I think so, especially when the World Cup comes around. People all of a sudden turn into yeah. soccer experts. Right. And that's, I always tell people, I'm like, I don't ever watch soccer until the World Cup comes around. I'll admit it right away. But there are some people who hop on the trend of watching soccer. Yeah. Would agree that people sort of hop on the train, but I really don't think of soccer as being intellectual. I can't see. I see that as more of a blue collar sport, don't you? All you need is a is a soccer ball, and that's why it's played in all countries of the world. You don't need a lot of money for that. So give me a case in point, there, young man. People, they just watch it because it's it's a cool thing to do right now. The re, it's not how is it blue? It's not blue collar at all. There's nothing that's blue collar about soccer in the slightest. I don't even know what makes you say that. Well, I get that it's like you, I think Jack's you saying the, the game itself. The yeah, actual yeah. game is blue collar. Unlike lacrosse, where you got to buy all the equipment okay. and you know that's yeah, kind of I like a okay a I mean, white collar sport. Anybody can throw a ball out there and play it in your backyard, right? Right. right. If you're if you're a poor boy growing up in Latin America and your family can hardly afford to eat, but you got a little soccer ball or something out in the yard, you can become a professional soccer player. And right. so it's just one of those things that I think, uh, you know, the world, uh, you know, it's one of those games that I think translates well across the world, that's all. But uh, anyway, I never really thought of it being sort of uppity or someone bragging about watching World Cup, but uh, maybe the Wimbledon with a little cocktail or something. But I do hear people sometimes when they talk about the World Cup, like when you ask about rules or who the best teams are, when they know, like, all the different leagues and everything like that, it, it does come off sometimes like, I know soccer, so I'm better than you, or something arrogant, like that. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I know what all these leagues are, and you don't, so I, I'm I'm cool or something. But sounds like you're three against one strap. Well, what can I say? I think uh, all I can tell you is my son Jake can fill up a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys Did you guys see that the the FIFA they came out and said that they're not happy with the World Cup coverage because the they're showing too many female fans in ah, the stands. I did see that. I mean, that's been some of the best stuff during the World yeah. Cup games. A FIFA. They I just, figured that's why Strap was picking Croatia. FIFA has their beliefs, and they just stick hey, to it. I, you I gotta, watch more hot 
dog eating contest if the woman were lined up with red lipstick. <laughs> That's a whole other show. That's going to be on Cinemax. <laughs> I've never seen that one. <laughs> All right, Jack. Hey, we're glad you joined us again. And uh, glad you had a great holiday and survived it. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. All right? Take care, guys. Hit the road, Jack. See you, Strap. All right. Well, you know what, guys? I think we ran out of time. We'll uh, we'll update our goat contest next time, but uh, we'll call it a show for this week. Remember, share this pod with all your friends. Give us your feedback. Email us at threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Z925 Sports Guy. I'm at BurnZ381. And at Jared Fatal. And, of course, Jack Strap. You can follow him at JackStrap88. Again, I want to thank the great people at Rivals Tap House and Grill, the Corona Connection, and Z92.5, the Castle. This has been a Sportsnet Michigan production. Until next time, thanks for listening to Three Point Podcast. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never, ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you, and I need you. And I'm down for you always, KB. Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you, and I need you. And I'm down for you always.